You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin coming at you with the Screener Squad. We're going to Netflix during award season time. Todd Haynes, May, December, starring Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. This is essentially the story of a a young married woman who had sex with a 12-year-old. Went to jail for it, like you do, don't have sex with children. Got out of prison and he waited for her and they fell in love and got married. What? Well, she also she also had his baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was the baby was had in prison, yes? Yes. A behind bars baby. That that that'll be interesting therapy for her. 20 years pass and from the uh, sordid affair and Gracie the woman in question and Joe are living together quote unquote happily living the dream he's got a barbecue he's grilling <laughs> if you live in a small town like myself that's pretty much how you're a happy husband you have a grill and you manage your meats she bakes she does her best to prepare for her empty nesting because her prison baby is about to graduate high school and go off to college. They have two children, I believe. Three. Twins. Three children. Yeah, one's in college, and then the, there's twins that yes. are graduating high school. And she has a previous family from her marriage in which the sordid affair took place. Natalie Portman's character... An actress named Elizabeth, who's on a very famous sitcom, she is going to study in Shadow Gracie, who's Julianne Moore, because they're doing a movie about uh, this incident, this news story. And she wants to get that character correct. But the lines blur between what is true about a person, what is fake, and what we as a society begrudgingly accept so we can get on with our lives until the next train wreck of a media sensation happens with me to talk about may december uh someone who would never say may day as long as tom cruise is the pilot nathan is with us (laughs) talk to me goose and someone who absolutely understands how time works Unlike this Gracie character, Sarah Jane is with us. Hey, now. So this is being called a cinematic tour de force, and I'm not going to disagree with that. For me, 
this essentially was almost immediately, even with the butterflies and how oddly they were shot, I said, oh, the Mary Kay Letourneau story. Okay, so I'm watching this. And then when it ended, I kind of had flashbacks to my feelings about the whole thing when I was a young man and this happened. So that happened, and that's that, I guess. On with our lives. How did you all feel about May-December? Uh, I found this to be one of the most fascinating movies to come out this year. Um, I feel, in even your synopsis, and even the way that this movie is being digested on Netflix by everybody, this is a very easy movie to lump into one category of like oh this is just sort of like true crime or this is whatever this is uh this is a very interesting blend of a lot of different things it's this very campy arch melodrama this psychosexual film about artists and what they uh their their responsibility of uh capturing their own subjects uh when they're tackling complicated figures uh it's a very interesting film to discuss uh, uh, anchored by these three great performances um i mean the two hilarious performances by julianne moore and natalie portman and then obviously uh, what's this guy's name charles melton he uh he plays the role of yes victim but in such a such a fascinating Pickle and also just playing the youth of his character so well, but also somebody who's given all these responsibilities to thrust towards while also being able to play part and parcel with these very campy, but not to the point of denigrating the entire movie because this movie balances a lot of different tone performances, tones by, uh, Tones with these performances by Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. Uh, I found this film to just be a very interesting film to digest. And I'm really glad that I saw it two days ago as opposed to one day ago. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. How about you, Sarah Jane? While I was watching it, I was just like, eh. And then when it was over, you know, I logged on Letterboxd, and I'm like, three stars. But then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And the more I thought about it and the performances, uh, I went ahead and, you know, bumped it up to four stars. Spoiler for my rating. Because I just, <laughs> you know, I was too quick to dismiss it. And um, Charles Melton held his own with these two... Um, the two other actors who were, you know, they are just like at the top of their game and he holds his own. He was tremendous. Um, you know, I don't, and, and you know, this could be sacrilege here. I don't know. Don't throw things at me, but I don't really like Natalie Portman as a whole, because in a lot of things she's, when she's bad, she's bad. But I can, she can give a good performance. Here she's great. Like a Black Swan, she was great. But I just can't get over her in the prequel, the Star Wars prequels, where she's just terrible. So, but I find her kind of a cold fish. Sam Jackson isn't even good in those movies. As you say. People have been complaining about Star Wars scripts for like decades. Well, yeah, because you can write that stuff. You just can't say it as, uh, I don't know, (laughs) Harrison Ford, someone said it. Um, 
but yes. And so, but she's really great here. And so I will, you know, hat tip to you, Natalie. I'm sorry that, uh, you know, <laughs> I've disparaged you in the past. But here you're great. One of the things I loved about her performance is whenever you see the, uh, the like reels of her, like, like NCIS show that she's on, you're just like, wow, you're not a good actress. <laughs> right? <laughs> but she, and she's so sincere. And you can tell she's trying her damnedest. Right. Oh, yeah, she's definitely. like, well, definitely. I mean, she's not sincere in the things that she's doing, but she thinks that she's a good actress, you know, and she lays it on so thick with, oh, we're going to tell your story and it's not going to be exploitative and we, I want to get to true you and you know, no, it's the exact yeah, opposite. She of what almost that was. finds herself confronted with a figure like Julianne Moore, who is uh, probably a better actor than she is. Not not referring to Julianne Moore, but the character that she plays in this. Yeah, and that's where I was kind of trying to weave, and uh, you know, the synopsis into what this is about. Because honestly, like you, Sarah Jane. Yeah, I remember all this. I remember her dumb, stupid baby voice on the newsreels. Julianne Moore actually takes that, what I assumed was a stupid baby voice performance that Mary Kay Letourneau did, and somehow makes a human being believably talk that way. What did you all think of the relationships between the children and their parents? They hated their parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how well, could... Was this a normal hate to parents or was this because of... No, there's too much... Who knows what kind of tortured yeah. upbringing. There's too much I don't think any of them either. hate Joe, mm -hmm. per se. No. Um, I think that for a lot of them, it's kind of hard to not see him as an older brother as right. opposed to a father. Um. You know, I mean, this movie is a really good advocate for uh, medical marijuana use. Yeah. There's a really great <laughs> yes. scene between uh, his son and him on the rooftop smoking a joint uh, that really changes his entire performance for the rest of the movie and mm -hmm. is is such a good key to unlocking both characters. Uh, the more complicated aspect of them as parents is obviously with Gracie who uh, uses these very, uh, very horrible methods that her mother used when she was parenting on the children, like getting them a scale for graduation. Right. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Wrapped up, you know, like my mother did. You try going through life without a scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I did. That's probably my most favorite part of this film. It's the most show-don't-tell I've seen in a long time. Like, there was no deep revelation over anything. There was simply, oh, hey, how are you? This is I'm, I'm here to talk to my husband, Joe. We love each other so much. And that's the end of that conversation. And it better be. Or I'm going to sob and throw myself on the couch and sob into the pillows. And like her performance is so gaslighty. She's like a it's this apex predator performance that looks like a victim herself. And 
it's such an icky, icky character that I don't want it to be lauded. And, oh, we should have more films like that. She's gaslighting so many people, but seems like just making casual conversation. And that impressed me a lot. And it made me think about my own life. Like, do I recognize this language? Because I'm (laughs) being gaslit? Like, this film really gets its hooks into you. It's it's so much her own pathology and how she treats people. And it, I mean, she has so many lines towards the end of the movie, which, honestly, if you're listening to this review, I cannot believe you haven't already watched this movie. It's readily available on Netflix, and you should. It's a very interesting movie to chew over. Uh, I'm, I think that between Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, those, those two characters definitely like represent the more comedic elements of this movie and Patrick Melton and his relationship to his kids to a lesser extent are as close as you get to any real humanity in this film. Yeah. Which really are, uh, Charles Melton, uh, which truly creates this uh this great uh sort of like oreo cookie of this this melodrama mixing with this camp i i don't know that i'm fully explaining what you're saying in there but i i just i'm just gushing over how much i enjoyed this movie just going back uh quickly i think the kids um don't hate joe obviously um as much as they hate their mom uh, I think they also see him as a victim, and I think they see themselves probably as victims, and uh, they just want to get the hell out of there. They've had to deal with this their entire life, and the son, excuse me, the son says as much. You know, he's just he can't wait to go to college because he's just going to leave them behind. And you know, I think like uh, I almost called her Mary Kay. Gracie, like you said, she's like super gaslighting and but also the victim and she wants to get her way. Like she tried so hard to convince Elizabeth that uh, Joe was the aggressor at 12. Like he was the one Mm -hmm. who was coming on to her. He was a man. He had two other women before me and you don't understand. And I'm just like, I have, well, he's 13 now, a son who's in junior high school and every while I was watching this movie, I just kept thinking, oh my God, you know, he was my son's age. How is that? Mm-hmm. I, I, could, I couldn't even just even wrap my head around that. It was insane. So The film does you know. take a, a lot of moments of what kind of eyebrow raising situations when they're auditioning for little 12 year old boy. Oh, I Joe, was just. And Natalie Portman off the collar is like, none of these kids are really sexy enough, don't you think? I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, why are they yeah, like, not the like hiring adults for this right. role who look young? Yeah, I was just like, holy shit, what the hell? <laughs> I just think something that's really fascinating about Joe's relationship with his kids is that he sees them as victims before he sees himself as a victim. Uh, and I think that they obviously look the other way around him. I mean, he... He, I think, is really afraid that they will never have a normal life, but I think they are more untethered by this than uh, he is, obviously. But I, I do love that moment where he's looking at himself in the mirror, and I think that's where he realizes 
just like everything hits him at once. <laughs> like, I mean, he's had all these years to think about it, but it just seems like that moment he realizes that everybody, that he is the victim and that everybody has just uh, preyed upon him um, for pretty much his entire life. But he realizes yeah. maybe that he's free, you know, and he does try to, not to give spoilers, but he does like, you know, puts little feelers out to maybe try to break free or to try to do something different. Um, you know, and, and I guess his butterflies and their coming out of their chrysalis is, you know, kind of a metaphor for that, but you know. Yeah. And you so, can totally see it that way yeah. or not. The, the film for the film, for some reason, even with all of its wacky imagery, I don't feel it really bashes you in the face with anything. And I really appreciated that. But we're going to have to, Bash you on the face now with our final thoughts. <laughs> and Nate, would you begin, please? Yeah, I think this is uh, easily one of the best films of the year. Uh, I'm insanely bummed that I didn't get to see this in a theater, and I'm really bummed. It. I hate saying things like this, but I'm really bummed that this is getting such a wide audience that is going to view this and associate it more through the realm of oh this is a true crime like almost uh thought-provoking like who is in the right thing where it's not that complex as far as that but it's so complex as far as the relationships between the characters um charles melton holy shit one of the best performances of the year i know people are saying best supporting actor i think it's ridiculous to consider him that i think he's a lead as much as I would say Natalie Portman is the lead, I would even I would run Julianne Moore in Best Supporting before Melton. Uh but yeah, no, this is uh nine out of ten hot dogs. I stole it before all of y'all. <laughs> Wait, can I just say that that scene once she, it they she's like I don't think we have enough hot dogs, and then you see that, and there's just like a plethora. Like the broadest definition of plethora. I was like, okay, now I know what I'm in for. <laughs> because yeah, crazy. oh, it's such a good table center. Right. Uh, before I forget, one of my favorite shots just of the year is when uh, one of Gracie and Joe's kids is trying on a dress, and you have Natalie Portman sitting there. You have Julianne Moore, and then you have two Julianne Moores in reflection. Yes, it's just one of the best shots of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. This is a very fascinatingly shot film. And Sarah Jane, your final thoughts before I go on a tangent, please. All right. Um, I don't know if I have any uh, more to say. Um, just, I, I will say that I love Todd Haynes. Like, his filmography going way back to even Superstar, the Karen Carpenter story. I happened to see that on an old VHS tape that was passed around in the AOL Hollywood Tonight Room back in like 1994, I guess it was. I don't know. So it's great. Love Velvet Goldmine. I mean, there's really not uh, a bad movie in his uh, in his oeuvre. So love Todd Haynes. Anyway, um, I guess I'm just going to go s straight to my uh, score here. Uh, I had a jokey one, but I thought, I'm not sure if this is appropriate, but I think it is. So I'm going to give both. Uh, it was uh, eight and a half out of ten pet store snakes, which also is a great <laughs> band name, and you're welcome to it. 
But I changed it to 8 out of 10 uh, awards that Charles Melton should be winning this year for this performance. Definitely. All right. Uh, For me, obviously, I liked this the least, mostly because it was retreading old ground of my, my own personal relationship with the wackiness of this whole story. But if I could have just stepped away from that more and really focused on the story this was telling, I do like that this isn't so much a media sensation story like Gone Girl. And it's more about these people who experience this horrible crime and literally are trapped in it because some of them, that's the origin of their own birth. And the character study of that, I think, was very fascinating, as you pointed out, Nate. I'm sure Charles will get his run of the award circuit playing Joe. Very complex, very, very troubled character. Uh, Natalie Portman, maybe. I think I understood her character the least. Like when this film closed out and a uh, beautiful score. Interesting score, though. It, it added to the camp value. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marcello Zarvo is playing the score. By the end of this film, it like blared during this part. And Natalie Portman did like a gasp. And my trifling ass, I was like, I don't get it. I'm going to have to ask Sarah Jane and Nathan after the review what any of that meant. Because I was like, okay. Off to Hollywood now. You're just as weird as them. Oh, did I just get it? And uh, (laughs) photography, uh, director of photography was also quite beautiful. The butterflies especially. I've never seen butterflies filmed in a way where my brain was like, oh, they're bugs. They're like little buggy insects. That is correct about them. Usually they're symmetrical and beautiful. And this, they're a little strange. So I'm going to give this one seven and a half out of ten beautiful dresses that you, a modern woman who's proud of her arms, can wear. 